You're listening to Talking Taiwan with your host, Felicia Lin. March 23rd will mark the 7th anniversary of the short-lived occupation of the Executive Yuan by students involved in the Sunflower Movement of 2014. The Sunflower Movement began when students and activists occupied the Legislative Yuan on March 18, 2014, in an effort to block the passage of a trade pact between Taiwan and China. At a press conference on March 23rd, then-President Ma ying stated his resolve in passing the trade pact. This led to the students' attempt to occupy the Executive Yuan. Five days later, on March 28, 2014, I spoke to Eric Chang, also known as Abing, who was there that night about what he saw firsthand and experienced that night. Hello, this is Felicia Lin, the host of Talking Taiwan podcast. Today we're going to be talking about what's happening here in Taipei with all the protests that started over a trade pact between Taiwan and China. The Kuomintang, which is the ruling party in Taiwan, tried to bypass the review procedure for the trade pact. The public was outraged by the sudden announcement, and sit-ins began on March 17th. Then on March 18th, students and protesters broke into the legislative ren or the parliament, and have been occupying it since then. Then, on Sunday, March 23rd, students broke into the executive yuan building. Our guest on today's show is Eric Chang, also known as Abying. Eric was at the executive yuan on Sunday when the police cracked down. Welcome to the podcast, Eric. Eric, could you introduce yourself to the audience for people who don't know about you? Uh, well, I've been back in Taiwan since about 2001. I'm currently working as a writer at Next Mean Animation, uh, the Taiwanese animators. Uh, I pretty much focus on a lot of the satire work. Um, I was able to write a satire last week on uh, the Taiwanese students storming the legislative, legis- uh, the legislative yuan, uh, sorry, the parliament building. Um, but since I've been back in Taiwan, I've also been pretty, bo- pretty involved in politics here. Um, at least a lot of my friends are also uh, pretty active in the movement. Uh, I used to do a lot of uh, YouTube videos on uh, under the name Abiyang. So if you actually go to YouTube and you just type in A-H-B-Y-I-N-G, uh, you should be able to find my channel. I talk about Taiwanese politics uh, in Taiwanese. Um, I haven't been able to update my channel recently, but uh, hopefully I'll be able to get back to that soon. Um, yeah, that's pretty much as far as an introduction. So uh, Great. Yeah. Uh, so you were at the, before we get into other stuff, um, you were at the Executive Yuan on Sunday, right? Could you talk to me about, like, what what happened? Like, you were there when the police actually cracked down, right? Yeah, um, on Sunday I got into Taipei uh, from Tainan. And when I got in, I noticed that my dad had called. Uh, I called my dad back and he said that, you know, students had stormed the executive office buildings. Um, you know, I was really surprised, you know, at the same time, at the same time, pretty excited that uh, students were able to get in there. So I uh, got home, uh, got on the news, you know, watching some TV. Um, then around 11 o'clock, I decided that I'd actually go down to the executive yard. It looked like didn't look like anything was going to go down, but it looked like a lot, you know, a lot more people were going in there, and it seemed like they needed more people. So I just decided to go down. Happened to be around probably 11:30, maybe around 11:30 or so. Uh, I got there, started walking around. There was a really uh, quite a large police presence. Uh, at the time when I got there, they were still calling in a lot of police. Um, a lot of students were out at all the uh, exits, not quite as many as at the parliament building. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
because they had just gone over there. You know, students had just started to go over. You know, citizens had just started to walk over towards the executive. So when we got over there, there was you know pretty pretty large police presence. They were calling in more cops. Um, I could see that they were. Um, I actually you know found a big area of cops, and I was just standing around them. You know, just trying to see what was going on. Uh, they were slowly calling in more cops. You could tell them. You, you could see that they were moving in more. Saw, uh, saw them moving in some riot police. Not not quite as many riot police at first, mm -hmm. but you know a few. Right. And then uh, I ended up talking to an older policeman. Probably uh, you know he's definitely higher up. He said he'd been working as a cop for at least thirty years. Mm -hmm. You know, so he's you know probably in his fifties. Um, actually, a really nice guy. He was actually sitting, uh, taking the time to talk to me, a friend and I. I actually bumped into a mutual friend while I was there. Wow. And he was talking to us about how he was actually pretty funny. He was a really nice guy, very upfront, saying that, you know, he was tired. But at the same time, he really liked coming to these student movements. Hmm. And so I asked him, I was like, you know, why do you like coming? He's like, well, honestly, as a cop, I don't have to do anything. <laughs> I mean, he basically, I basically get a vacation for the, you know, four or five days, get to hang out, get to hang out with my friends. We just, you know, we don't have to do anything. The students are always peaceful. You know, we never really have to do anything. Okay. So, you know, and then he actually told me, you know, when he was younger, he also would uh, participate in student movements, you know, and he stood on our side, you know, not on the side of the cops. Mm. And he told me when he used to go, he used to, you know, go with him and his friends. He used to go with helmet, go with bats. And oh it would really be God. like full on, you know, one on one with police. Wow. You know, basically, you'd go to, you know, you you would go to these protests being prepared to get hit, but wow. you would be hit back. Wow. And you know, he was just saying, but now it's different, right? Now, you know, these kids are really peaceful. If you talk to them nicely, they'll talk back to you mm -hmm. when they're rash. Mm -hmm. And hearing him say that was actually really kind of surprising, you know, because it made me really think that you know a lot of these police they don't want to be there. Not they're not the ones. You know, yes, they were the ones doing a lot of the hitting, but they're not the ones, you know, they were ordered to. You know, that's their job. They basically, right. they, they have to take orders from, you know, what they what people say up, up top. Mm -hmm. So then he told me that, you know, at that time it was around, you know, probably 1130, he was saying that he, you know, he, he was guessing that around 12 o'clock or after 12, they would probably do something to get the students out. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, well, I'm, you know, maybe they're going to pull them out or, you know, I don't know what that means, but, you know, they'll probably... You know, he's like, my guess is that, you know, they'll probably do something. And so, you know, we were talking, and then uh, probably, I'm not even sure what time it was. Uh, you know, I wasn't really looking at my watch. Mm -hmm. But then at one point, you just saw all these students kind of running down the street. This is the, the, behind the executive uh, office building uh, on the back street. Okay. You saw all these people running down to one end, you know, all these students running down to one end. You kind of heard a lot of commotion. You also see kind of a lot of cops, like, running down that way. So my friend and I, you know, we walked over. Um, we get there and we see that, you know, there's a whole line of police with riot shields and, you know, there's a big bus with the, their commander or whatever, you know, in the elevated position so he can look over the crowd. Yeah. See a whole, whole line and, you know, all these college students just ran right up to the front, you know, ran right up to the front of these police and they basically just all sat down. You know, okay. it's, it's many, there's just, I don't know how many students there were there, I'd have to say... Oh, I don't, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to be like the KMT. Just make up numbers. I don't, I don't <laughs> but you know, there, there definitely weren't that many students. You know, so you know, maybe a hundred, maybe a few more than that. They all ran over, sat down. My friend and I ran over, and we were just kind of taking pictures at first. You know, we we're taking pictures. A lot of media. You know, a lot of people with cameras. I don't know right. if they're all media. Mm -hmm. they're, I guarantee you, there was definitely media there because there are people with like you know video cameras. You know, big mm -hmm. TV cameras. 
so they were filming, you know, and then and the cops, you know, slowly, you know, inching forward like they usually do. The students all sat down, you know, had their hands raised, you know, peacefully, you know, you know, no violent acts, you know, no violent, you know, gestures at all were coming out from the students. The police kept advancing, and finally, you know, my friend and I looked at each other and we said, you know, what are we going to do? Are we going to stand? Are we going to sit down? Are we going to go? You know, and I looked at him and I was like, you know, fuck, man, these are all kids. Like, if these kids are going to sit down in front of all these cops that are armed, you know, fully, mm. <laughs> fully dressed in riot yeah. gear, then we've got to, you know, we got to support these kids. Right. So we sat down. We sat down, and then at that time they were still slowly advancing. You know, they had the riot shields, and mm -hmm. I distinctly remember there was one police officer that he was basically using his uh, riot shield to like hit people. You know, mm -hmm. like he, they would all advance, and he would just you know take one step forward further than every than all the other cops, and just bring his shield down, like the edge of his uh, riot shield. He was bringing it down on some students, you know, just hitting them, trying to get them to uh, you know to uh, get up. You know, and that you know that started happening. Everyone starts you know yelling at the cops. You know, the cops are hitting people, and you know that then the guy would back up. Then he would do it again, and then slowly, you know, what they were trying to do is kind of surround us from the sides as well. Then they started pushing with a lot of the media that were there at that time. You know, a lot of you know a lot of photographers. It seemed like, and you know, some of them definitely even fell over. And you know, when that happens, once once one person falls over, the cops kind of advance. You know, they you know they quickly advance. You know, and because there's so many, you know, there's it's really kind of hard to push them back. A lot of pushing, a lot of shoving, um, and then they started removing students. You know, and you know what they do is they they look look for the weakest link, pull them out. You know, you know. So the, so there's a first line of police behind the line of police. There's you know kind of no man's land full of you know police that are all spread out, and their job is to basically funnel you from the front of the line to the back street where mm -hmm. you know no there are more protesters. You know, mm -hmm. they're trying to get them out of the executive and uh, uh, executive building area. Mm -hmm. So they started pulling out students and being really rough. You know, it really uh, upset me because there was a definitely probably half girls with us. You know, half uh, college girls, right? Um, uh, female students, and the cops were just really rough. I mean, I saw guy. You know, some these are huge cops. You know, these big fat. Well, well, I'm in the 30s, 40s. You know, just thick. You know, just muscular. You know, like right, strong right. Uh, adults. Basically, picking up these girls really with a lot of force, you know, almost tossing them, pushing them. I saw one guy, um, he had a shoulder bag, you know, one of those uh, shoulder backpacks. Uh -huh. um, they, they used that to pull up. They, they started pulling on that, and then they actually pulled it up over his neck, you know, oh, and, and they actually were choking him as the, you know, to get him to come out pretty much. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you saw a lot of, you know, what I realized though is on the front line when they're pulling out, pulling people out, they don't really get too violent because there's a lot of cameras there, mm. right? So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and they do that on purpose, but, mm. you know, behind the, the front line of uh, cops, you know, all behind there, that's all police officers, that's, when you're back there, there's no cops. I mean, when you're back there, there's no media, there's no cameras. Right, right? so meaning after they pull you up, then they rough you up? Yeah. So, you know, so basically, you know, they, they're slowly removing people one by one you know, in front of us. Uh, it was really funny, actually. There was a college kid, uh, a guy, actually, on my left side. My, uh, my one friend that I knew was on my right side. Mm -hmm. uh, this college kid was on my left side. They were getting pretty rough, and they were finally getting closer to us. And as they were getting closer to us, the kid next to me, he just, you know, he looks at me, and he's like, sorry, man. <laughs> huh? so, and he gets up, you know, and he, and he you know, went off to the side. Which I totally understand, because, you know, after 
you know, growing growing up in Taiwan, if you you know, especially if you're younger, you haven't seen police violence. You haven't seen like the brutality. You haven't seen mm-hmm. uh, to, to you know, bicycle bull that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, so for him, this guy was like, this is pretty violent, man. It's a little bit too much for me. Mm-hmm. You know, so I got up. I was like, that's no big deal. And you know, there was actually two girls, uh, two female students in front of us, and I just remember them grabbing onto my legs. You know, I didn't know these girls. <sighs> When it was up, and they were grabbing on the, you know, they were grabbing on my legs so tight. Oh. And, you know, and I was trying to grab them too. I didn't want them to let them go. But it was just amazing to see that type of like solidarity from these people. Mm. You don't even know, but you guys are, you know, linked. You know, your arms are linked. Your your, your feet are linked. Like they're just mm. trying to do thing that they can to, you know, stay there to peacefully protest. Wow. You know, this this pack. But yeah, the cops were just, you know, they came in. So finally, it was you know we we became the front you know the people in the front. It was my mm. friend and I. Cop came up. I remember distinctly. You know, he kind of looks down, kind of smirks at us, and he's like, "So you guys gonna get up?" My friend and I we look at each other, and you know we're like, "Well, fuck, we're already here." So you know they start coming in, they start pulling us, you know, pulling, 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 and that happened for maybe about ten seconds. You know, finally they're like, you know, obviously he's a little bit older. You know, we're not gonna just yank these guys out. We look up to. We're like, okay, you know, obviously this is not gonna go anywhere. So you know, we're, we're gonna get up. We're gonna get up. So we, you know, we're sitting down, but we, we both have both of our hands raised up over our head, you know, saying, well, number kira, number you know, toshanga, and we surrender. So they're like, you know, are you gonna get up, get up? Yeah, okay. So that's when they pulled us behind the front row. Once they pulled us behind the front row, I, you know, I have to say, and then once again, I'm not sure on the numbers, but I'm pretty sure at least over six police officers surrounded us. You know, the mm-hmm. ones in like, you know, they had mm-hmm. riot gear. So they surround us, at least six or seven, you know, surround my friend and I. And they start trying to, you know, get us to, you know, get up and walk out to the back. But as they surround us, they immediately then start hitting us with riot shields, um, using their batons. Uh, we were getting kicked. Uh, we got punched. Um, you know, and, and they weren't doing it, 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 you know, it wasn't continuous. It would just mm-hmm. kind of be like, what are you going to do? You know, we're going to get up. We're going to get up. You sure? Yeah, okay, we're going to get up. You know, a few hits. Wow. You know, then they kind of move you out and then, you know, keep saying the whole time, oh, we have hands up, you know, don't, you know, we're not doing anything, we're, we're going to get up, we're going to get up. Um, I remember even seeing one of the cops kind of look down at me while I'm saying this, you know, and he kind of even laughs, right? He kind of just like smirks. And this other guy, you know, looked down at me and he's like, you're going to get up? And I was like, yes, I'm getting up. And then he actually tried to kick me in the face. Oh my goodness, really? Yeah, he tried to kick me in the face, yeah. But I mean, I, luckily, you know, I, you know, I was able to, uh, you know, kind of move my face out of the way, so wow. he didn't really. <clears throat> but I mean, that's my face there. He definitely would have kicked and me. And the whole square. time you didn't uh, try to push back or hit back or oh, anything? No, no. I mean, wow. because for, That I requires mean, some a, restraint. Well, I mean, as an older person, you know, yeah. like someone that's been to a lot of these, you know, you, you get to understand, like, peaceful yeah. protests. And peaceful protest honestly means you got to be prepared to bleed. Right. Right? You're going to have to be prepared sometimes to take a hit. Yeah. And, you know, the peace, police will beat on you sometimes, mm-hmm. but you can't fight back. Right? You can't fight back because... Yeah. The whole point is we're here peacefully protesting, and now with social media, now with as fast as information can disseminate, when you get hit by the cops, that kind of news is going to spread. Um, right. Back in a few decades ago, the KMT could beat on people senselessly, but there was no media there, so no one knew. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's why the KMT was able to use these types of uh, you know brutal methods to you know, kind of control Taiwan for so long, but now, they, you know, they're using this, you know, that's almost the greatest thing about the KMT is they're so asinine in that they still use the exact same methods that they used back then, and they think it works, but mm-hmm. it actually just totally has the opposite effect. 
you know right. and so now you know by them beating those students the other day now so many more people are paying attention to this and you know honestly that day too while we were getting beat <laughs> you know I, I don't really think of it as getting beat you know I you know I, I don't have any I have a couple of bumps and bruises you know but I don't I don't harbor any ill will you know I'm not injured at all mm -hmm. I wouldn't say it at all um, I'm disappointed but that day um, my friend at one point you know so they were getting surrounded and you know this circle of cops and you know they, they kind of change they, they interchange too you know as, as the cops in the the back they, right. they switch up another mm -hmm. one I mean you know Paul Chong mm -hmm. and then you know whole time just trying to you know funnel you out towards the back at one point you know as we're you know surrounded one of my, the, my friend that was with me his knee or his leg his right leg actually kind of like uh, kind of stuck out from the circle mm. and so another cop came up with his baton and he just you know with his full force Kind of try to bring the do uh, the baton down on my friend's knee. Oh dear! He actually uh, snapped his baton. <gasps> the baton snapped in half. Holy luckily cow! He hit, yeah, luckily he didn't hit my friend's uh, the kneecap. You know, he got like the yeah part. Um, but yeah, it was really crazy. And then you know we're you know we're leaving. You know, we're finally about almost to the back of this, the, the street level. Uh, I think it was like Linson Linson Nanu, almost there. And one of the cops actually kind of chased my friend as we're leaving. Like all the cops. And was trying to hit him, like just trying to punch him, like as you know, he's trying to just get a few oh, more. Wow. Like, in, right. And then we get out, you know, we get out finally, but you know, uh, back in the crowd, and they had to call in some ambulances uh, mm -hmm. because people I had seen were like, you know, on the um, maybe it was one, uh, yeah, two, two ambulances had to, had to come. I think it was a, I'm not sure if it was a male or female, uh, two male or female that were that, that were injured. Yeah, I've um, definitely heard there's been people hospitalized. Yeah, um, you know, and that day, and then afterwards, so I got out there. You know, there were a lot of cops. You know, there were cops were surrounded, uh, surrounding us. But I just, you know, I tore into the cops, and I was just yelling, and I was just really upset at you know how cops could. You know, I, I basically asked them. I was like, "How could you just hit on? You know, how could you hit Taiwanese people? You know, we're all Taiwanese. Mm. How hit kids? You know, mm -hmm. how could you how could you hit kids? How could you hit girls?" There are girls in there, um, you know. I, I told them, I'm like, you guys obviously have daughters. You guys obviously have kids. You beat your kids. <laughs> you hmm. beat your kids like you did just then. Wow. You know, and, and what's really upsetting about the Taiwanese media is that the, you know, where we were, I pr I'm pretty sure we were the first ones to be pulled out because mm -hmm. we were if we were in the back of the executive end on the you know the, the outs you know on very outside. Uh -huh. So I'm sure that we, you know we were one of the first ones to be pulled out. And I'm hardly, you know, some of my friends, you know, when it happened, they actually saw it on the news and they said, you know, we saw you get hit. Um, one of my friends was actually able to take a picture wow. of sitting there. But, um, you know, like for me, I didn't think I got hit. You know, I thought it was just, you know, I kind of got pushed and, I, you know, I didn't really feel anything. Um, you know, outside of my shoulder, I kind of had it on the, my, the back of my right shoulder. There's a pretty big welt. Wow. Um, but at the time, I was just like, yeah, no, you know, it's fine. It doesn't really hurt. But some of my friends, they were like, dude, I saw you on TV and I saw someone fucking wail you, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, really? I, was like, I couldn't even tell. I didn't even, you know, I didn't know. Um, but after that, you know, since then, I haven't been seeing any footage of that the, the area that I was at. I haven't been seeing nearly any footage on TV. And it's really upsetting because that's when police were really violent. <laughs> right? It's right. almost perfect. It's purposely they've been showing all the ones where the police are just you know a lot nicer you know kind of you know kind of just pulling kids, not really hitting people at all. But you know police were hitting people that day and a lot of people, 
you know, a lot, and, and not a lot of the police, not a lot of the police, but you know, like just with any, in any country, there's a few police that, you know, they get that power trip, they feel that, you know, and, and you know, when that, when protests do break out, they kind of get in that mom mentality, and they, you know, they'll, right. they'll unleash. Right. <laughs> you know? right, right, and not just that, I mean, in the Taipei Times, is reported that the authorities are claiming that the police did not use excessive force or violence. You know, and, and like that's what for me is most disappointing because, you know, honestly, if I, if you were, if anybody else was sitting with me there, sitting with my friend and I there that day, with those college students, those college students, like we all know, college students weigh about a buck. <laughs> they maybe weigh about a hundred pounds, guy and girl. For all those, for as many policemen as there were that day, and to all be adults. And to not be able to just use your strength in your hands to pull these kids apart without having to use riot shields, riot sticks, without being full riot gear, that just shows, I mean, that's just ridiculous. If it was my friend and I, I could have pulled those students apart. Hmm. I could have easily pulled every single student out from there. I would have been tired, but I wouldn't have, been, I wouldn't have had to hit any of them. I wouldn't have needed a riot shield. I wouldn't have needed a, a, a police baton. I wouldn't have needed my riot boots, you know, my, mm-hmm. you know, my helmet. You know, I mean, you know, the KMT administration should be ashamed of itself for, you know, its blatant act of violence, and then have the gall to say that it didn't happen. I mean, this is what I'm saying, that they just don't understand. I mean, do they not understand how the internet works? Do they not understand <laughs> actually take video pictures? And yeah, a lot of, you know, students don't have pictures of getting hit because my, my pictures end just before we all get hit. Because mm-hmm. everyone had to put their phones away because you're obviously, obviously not going to leave it out because police will smash it. Right. You know, police will smash it because they see you're taking pictures. But, you know, Taiwanese people don't know the truth. I know the truth. Um, you know, I'm glad last night, last night uh, we had some friends perform at the venue in uh, Li Fa Yuan. And right, at the legislative end, right. Yeah, and I basically got up and told the same story that I just said now because, you know, more people need to know. You know, a lot of people think that, you know, these, these kids, these kids are lying, these kids are, you know, rioters. You know, how dare the KMT and how dare Taiwanese media, you know, how dare Taiwanese journalists call themselves journalists, you know, this past week. Mm-hmm. Now, how could you possibly, you know, focus on all, all the garbage that's at the place? Why don't you focus on all the recycling centers that all the students have set up? Why don't you set up on all the, just the amazing services that these students have set up? And I mean, it's just amazing how, how polite and how peaceful and how well organized these students are I've been to a lot of protests in Taiwan I've been to a lot of um, you know marches throughout Taiwan mm-hmm. and none have been as organized as this movement is none have been as this high tech mm-hmm. and connected with the rest of the world in any way you know I mean Wild Strawberries I did that and right. they did the live Ustream uh, uh-huh. feed you know and that was because the college students were doing that but now you know it's it's on a totally different level how how much they're you know like how you know their crowd control the way you know how polite they are how peaceful they are I mean it's just really a breath of fresh air and last Sunday to see the cops you know wail down on these students it was infuriating you know and not because it's because, you know like I said before it's not like it's not like because these cops wanted to do it it was because of Jiang Yinghua and Mind Zhou they're the ones who sent down the order mm-hmm. and it just shows that they have no idea what Taiwanese people are thinking. And if there is, you know, there is a silver lining to this. And the silver lining is that they only solidified the movement 
and they only made more people aware of this ridiculous trade agreement and just how their you know white terror like tactics don't work anymore right you know and yeah it was just really yeah, you know, I, I was really surprised that it was really going down. You know, I didn't think that I was going to get beat on by the police that night. Um, but at the same time, I'm, you know, my hat goes off to all those students that went there that day, especially the ones that actually went into the executive land, right? Uh, executive building, right? It was just. I mean, to see that they, you know, before the cops actually pulled them, pulled them out, if you actually watch some of the videos of the students, like, sitting there hand-in-hand hand on the floor just chanting, it's just amazing to see how many of those girls and guys, just their faces, the look on their face, the look of determination on their face was just, you know, it made you feel proud, you know? I mean, I, I just remember this one girl with a, I think she had a hat on, glasses, kind of, like, thick glasses, just sitting in the front row in the middle, and you see her face, and you could just tell on her face, it was just kind of like, come fucking get me. <laughs> you know, come fucking get me. We're here. We're not scared. You guys can bring as many people as you want, but we're not going anywhere. And you don't really see that very much. You know, I, I didn't think I would ever be able to see that in Taiwan, especially out of, like, you know, young kids in Taipei. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it's just really been an eye-opener. It's really been, you know, and I know a lot of those cops are impressed, too. Mm -hmm. You know, I know a lot of those cops day in, day out, they're there. You know, like that cop said, he likes hanging out there. It's easy right, for them. Right. You definitely see how peaceful these students are. They definitely see how well organized they are and how, yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's a different, it's a totally different energy this time. Um, you know, but the KMT did take it there. Uh, I, I don't support that they did, but at the same time, I'm not glad that they did, but at the same time, I... You know, it, it helped the movement. You know, right. it was horrible. You know, violence is yeah. never the answer. Right. But at the same time, for a democracy, in a growing democracy, in a developing democracy, you got to bleed. You know, yeah. you got to sacrifice sometimes. And, you know, everyone eventually will, will, will recover from the injuries that they, re, you know, they received from this. But in the end, it'll make them stronger. In the end, it'll make the students more, more aware of what the KMT actually does. You know, mm -hmm. how they actually do things. So, yeah, I mean, right. I do have hope, right. you know, I definitely, um, I'm still recovering, I, I keep kind of finding, like, little bruises <laughs> from oh, that day, you know, <laughs> but, you know, but, you know, like, and I've been posting on my Facebook, I've been posting, you know, but, I, you know, I'm not injured at all, but I just do want to let people know that right. the police, they were hitting people, they were yeah. hitting, they right. were hitting pros, and mm -hmm. it was all on the orders of uh, Mind Joe and Zhang Yiwa, mm -hmm. you know, that's, you know, that's it, I don't hold any type of resentment to any of the cops um, of course you know I'll make you know I'll make fun of them I'll joke about it um, <laughs> yeah I, I don't uh, harbor any ill will, will towards any of the guys that hit me that day yeah um, even ones that you know that was that was smirking and even the guy that tried to kick me in the face but uh, well, you know, just doing his job crazy. you know yeah you know. thanks so much for sharing you know um, your experience at the executive UN and also your observations oh no problem um enjoyed it. I've been speaking with Eric Chang about the occupation of the Executive Yuan by students involved in the Sunflower Movement on March 23rd, 2014. To learn more about this episode, visit our website, TalkingTaiwan.com. There we'll list any links related to items mentioned in this episode. If you've enjoyed this episode of Talking Taiwan, subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. 
tell a friend about us, or better yet, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you for listening to another episode of Talking Taiwan. I'm your host, Felicia Lin. Talking Taiwan is brought to you by Forumosa.com.